Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to some more Toronto Raptors news, Riker. The Toronto Raptors were pretty quiet at the start of free agency, not really making any moves, and we broke down the Serge Ibaka deal, and the, the big signing that we had was Aaron Baines, and we dropped that video yesterday, definitely check those out if you haven't already, but the move that's sort of gone under the radar, the Toronto Raptors re-signed free agent big man Chris Boucher to a two-year $13.5 million deal, and... You know, the second year on that deal is a team option, so a lot of money for Boucher, a guy that didn't really pay, play in the playoffs, but really, really exciting move for him and his story and all that. But before we dive into it, we've been plugging on all the podcasts. De guys, check out raptorsdigest.ca. We launched our, uh, fir our first official website. We have articles on there ranging from the free agency topics to the draft picks that we made, so definitely check that out. It's a really exciting new thing we got going. We got a few writers over there, but... Riker, what are your thoughts on this Chris Boucher contract? It's pretty under the radar, but I think it's a good move. Ben, by the time this video is released, there's other information that is maybe ha has happened already. So as of right now, our current status being 9 p.m. Eastern time, I'm excited about this one. I don't think I wanted to see Chris Boucher walk. I also didn't want to give him an extraordinary amount of money because, let's face it, he's unproven yet, but... Having that second-year team option, if it doesn't work out this season, you're able to walk away from it. But I, he, he is deserving of getting paid, Ben, because this is a guy, he's coming in from championship Golden State Warriors team onto the championship Toronto Raptors team and now on and then this most recent season a team that's trying to run it back, trying to contend obviously without Kawhi Leonard. But it's hard on a team with such depth to be able to become or assert yourself into the to, to the rotation and what he did with limited minutes was come out high energy rebound block shots shoot his threes he came out with an absurd amount of confidence which is why he really gained popularity as a bench player trey boucher and you know his story is his background's pretty impressive too with being homeless for a while and uh, to really make it to this point so I, I i think i like the things that he brings to the table there was people calling for him to get more minutes in the playoffs and be able to actually play in that boston celtics series now we're going to be able to unleash him i think if nothing changes with the center situation and who the raptors have signed he's going to get more significant minutes he's going to be a 20 25 minute player and I, I think he has potential to be good, Ben, in the same way that Pascal Siakam really developed just from having a motor to polishing his technique. Yeah, for sure. Chris Boucher last season only averaged about 13 minutes per game, seven points in those three minutes, shot about 32% from three, but was certainly confident in chucking them, shot about two a game in only 13 minutes. But yeah, you mentioned his story, Montrealer, Canadian, fan favorite. Boucher is a guy that... I think deserves an opportunity. And I think where he really earned this contract was when the Toronto Raptors didn't have their bigs last season. Obviously, there were stretches where Gasol was injured, Serge was injured, both of those guys were injured. And, you know, Boucher came in every single time and stepped up. He stepped up right to the plate. We took out the Lakers, the NBA champion Lakers, in and, and, um, and games on the road. He played really well, I remember, against the Clippers, even though we, we struggled on that night, on probably the biggest game of his career because he hasn't gotten many minutes in the playoffs. On Christmas Day, he went on fire. He exploded against the Boston Celtics, was the only guy that was really ready to, to play that game. He, he's had moments. He's had spurts of really just great playing for this Toronto Raptors team. Obviously, the three-point shooting, we were big on having everyone on the court be able to shoot threes. He can play defense despite his smaller stature, but 
The three-point shooting, I think maybe with more consistent minutes will probably go up because 32% is a little bit lower than you'd like, and he also had that really poor stretch in the bubble. But I don't know. I think you're, especially with this money, he's got to be a rotation piece now. You're not paying a guy that's on your deep bench $7 million per year, but are, do you, are you confident enough to say, Chris Boucher, here's the, the keys to those backup center roles, and we got to rely on you now going forward as a, as a real rotation piece? Uh, I'm not confident enough, and I didn't need to stutter with that um, to say I'm not confident enough. No, Ben, unfortunately, I'm not confident enough. I'm still hoping that Masai Ujiri is going to pull out DeMarcus Cousins on a vet minimum. People might say, DeMarcus Cousins, he's been injured for three seasons, and his attitude is terrible, and he's a bit of a ring chaser, whatever have you. But you said it. There are stretches where last season, Ibaka was injured, Gasol was injured. They were both injured at the same time. So you want to have that assurance piece, the same way that we had Greg Monroe one season, the same way that we had, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name, but he always, Jared Sullinger. That's it. You know, you want those backup guys that can come in and do something, and then I'd be comfortable with saying, all right, Chris Boucher, you have a guy here, Marcus, DeMarcus Cousins. He's been around the block, but if you can outplay him, you deserve those minutes. And I think that that's what he tried to do all last season. Every time he came out, he performed. And I think that he deserves that shot because he's a person that's trying to develop his game. And now with this team as it's assembled, I think he's going to have the ability to do that. And I think, you know, his shot being his mechanics are obviously disgusting. They're broken. They're terrible. I don't think you're going to try to fix that or anything. You don't want a Markel Fultz situation on your hands. But I think he has enough things in his bag that he can he can improve to become actually a very good player. I don't know if he can become a great defender. He's long, so he can block shots. I don't know if he can keep up with the bigs because of their size unless he puts on significant amount of weight but I think on the offensive end he has a lot of skill a lot of raw skill that he he could be able to develop and become a, a pretty effective player Ben yeah well we we saw his mobility really play a factor in all the minutes that he's gotten this season he's tremendously long he's he's athletic he gets a lot of blocks he's a great help side defender and especially when he's guarding those four, like those big threes, power forwards, those smaller centers, he does a really good job. He's a defensive player in the G League. He's, you know, you, you want him to guard Joel Embiid. It might be a, a struggle just in terms of size, but he can get up there. He can get his hands in the way, block those shots. He's randomly a phenomenal block, the shot blocker of three-point shots randomly. He just gets out there and he deceives you with that length. So defensively, I think... Right now, even if he doesn't improve, doesn't put on the weight, he can definitely play in this league, and that was something you and I were a bit skeptical on before we really saw him in the minutes. But the the offensive end, it's it's going to be really interesting. You said his shot mechanics were a bit off, which is certainly you know the slingshot that he he throws at the net. It's always a a bit weird, but it, it seems to go in when he gets consistent run. You know, he seems to. I just feel like he's a sort of a rhythm player. He plays within the flow of the offense and. He's just, he's confident. He's the type of guy, he's a Raptors type of player where, I don't know, the opportunity comes, I think he's going to be able to salvage it. In terms of your Boogie take, I don't know, I've been high on Boogie in terms of, you know, if he can bounce back to the type of guy that he once was, then he'd certainly be an asset to any team. But the defense we saw from him, especially in the playoffs, even when he was supposedly minorly healthy, was a really tough look. But offensively, he did win them one of those games. Game two wouldn't have been won if they didn't have Boogie Cousins for the Golden State Warriors. So he definitely can win you a few games on the offensive end. But the Toronto Raptors, 
are built off guys that can play offense and defense, right? Like they, if you're in the playoffs and you can't do both, you're not going to get minutes. So I think Chris Boucher has the potential to be one of those guys. And, you know, Markeith Morris is another name we're throwing around. He'd probably be the only guy I see on the market outside of trade value that, you know, I think that, like this guy would be better than Chris Boucher in terms of a backup big. Well, okay, listen, first of all, you got to put a bit of respect on Marcus Cousins' name when during his tenure on the Kings, he was considered the best center in the NBA in terms of his ability to score and his prowess on the defensive end. The injuries, though. The injuries affected him, and he's not mobile, and so you wouldn't be able to play him. But you also, you know, we we speak very highly of Serge Ibaka and Marcus All and everything, and you couldn't play them in the Boston Celtics series either. So I think Mm -hmm. that he would obviously be an improvement to... Chris Boucher, but I think Chris Boucher can offer different things. He can offer better things. And I would only sign DeMarcus Cousins on a minimum. I'd only sign him on a one to two million dollar deal. And so in mm-hmm. that case, it's like you said at the beginning, if you're paying Chris Boucher at seven million, you're not going to put him deep bench. So let we don't need to hang our hats on that. I don't think it'll happen anyways, but this is what I want to bring up, Ben. I mentioned that he has the ability, again, he's very raw, but he has skill he's demonstrated that he has skill he has things that he can work on the same way that pascal siakam was very raw it's an interesting comparison pascal siakam 23 years old second season in the nba 20 minutes per game was shooting only he scored only seven points per game 22 percent from three and he had less than one block steal and he only had about four rebounds chris boucher 27 obviously a lot older 13 minutes but six almost seven points per game 32 percent from the th- from the three and the exact same amount of rebounds now i don't think chris boucher is going to become pascal siakam but obviously we saw the exponential growth and skill and i think that if you can develop you can hone in that shot you can hone in his iq he could become another really under the radar guy that ends up being a gem for the team man yeah, I, and I like the comparison. He's been, you and I have compared him to Pascal Siakam at different points over his sort of tenure with the Toronto Raptors. And obviously, he's a bit older. He's 27 years old. You don't really expect that from a guy that was just a rookie two years ago. He came to the league at age 25. But again, similar to Pascal, picked up the game late. He's had just a tremendous amount of development over the past few years, even before coming to the league. So there's no reason to think he can't get better. Right? Most guys at age 27, you're like, oh, okay, there's. There's no room for him to develop, but I think Boucher is is an exception just because of his whole story, and we've talked about that multiple times on the in the on podcasts. I think the area that could really unlock Boucher. Obviously, we talked about improving the three point shot. You know, maybe getting a little bit of muscle on him, but I don't, I don't really see that happening. I think the big thing with Boucher would be getting a handle learning how to dribble the basketball because he's really mobile. He's athletic. He's not a lumbering big man by any means. He's kind of built like a wing player that's super long, a Giannis-esque player. But the thing about Boucher right now is I don't think I've ever seen him take a player off the dribble that hasn't been blown by him or you know, flying by him with a pump fake. Right? If Chris Boucher can do the same thing that Siakam did, right? obviously not become... I don't expect Pat, Chris Boucher to be an all-NBA player in two years, make that type of leap. But... If he can turn into more of a wing guy, a guy that can sort of take players off the dribble, use his length to finish over small guys, I think then we have a player that could be a really good starter in this league because the jumper's there, the defense is there, the mobility. He's not forced to guard big centers at that point. I think that that is a guy I'd be really intrigued with having, Boucher with a, with a tighter handle. But here's the thing, Ben. The NBA season 
It starts December 22nd, so there is no off-season to be in the gym, practicing your three-point shot, tightening up your handles, learning basic or fundamentals for how do you beat somebody off the dribble, how do you do a quick crossover, you know, the simple moves. I don't think that there's enough time to improve upon his game to a level where he'd be adequate to pull it off against an true NBA defender because obviously the defense is it is what it is in the NBA these are the most athletic guys in the world basically and so your your offense needs to be extraordinary and your handle very tight unless it's a, a really slow lumbering guy that he's he's out beyond his means because you have the ability to stretch the floor which could be the case but I think we're looking at you know for him to be able to develop a, a dribble or any kind of ability to attack the basket in that way it's probably another season out because there's just not an off season to be able to practice it but i do think given more minutes right and the ability to heat up and find a shot a little bit more than coming off you know garbage time and whenever there's injuries i think more consistency he'll be able to just improve by virtue of doing things in the rhythm of the game and then further down the road if he has a successful season if the raptors pick up the team option then he could become that guy that's exactly like you said a real threat because he can dribble he can practice that and he can stretch the floor etc yeah no no for sure and you never know what he's been working on, what he's been allowed to do if he was training. Apparently, he was one of the guys that was training a lot over the, the bubble break, and then maybe he didn't want to try new things out in the bubble. Didn't obviously get that much, many opportunities to do anything during that time because, obviously, you're in the deep stretch, you're in the playoffs. No one's going to want to see a guy that's never dribbled in an NBA game before try it out in a <laughs> you know game <laughs> game three against the Boston Celtics, but... I don't know. I uh, that those are just things that going forward because I could see Boucher being a a piece we have around for a long time. I guess before we ended off, were you surprised by this amount of money? Because rarely do you say, see guys that are in your, on a team's deep bench get over five six million a year. Boucher's got seven. I was a little bit, little bit caught off guard, a little bit disappointed when I heard you know, seven million for next season because that's a lot of cap going into the potential Giannis sweepstakes or not even, people are kind of flaming us because they don't think Giannis is coming, but there's a lot of guys that are out there in twenty twenty one that you'd want free you know, you want cap space for. So I was a bit sketched out by that, but it's a team option. So if worse comes to worse and we don't have enough space, we don't have to pay Boucher that seven million. But were you surprised by that? I think he deserves it, especially with the team option, but it's it's pretty interesting. No, he it, not surprised, and and he didn't deserve. I don't think he he his market value was not seven million dollars per year. There was no threat, immediate threat of somebody coming along. It's it's because the Raptors were expecting to resign Baca. They thought you know with Ibaka gone, they'll maybe they'll be able to land Marcus All. I think it was always in the books to give Aaron Bain seven million dollars. Now all of a sudden you have zero centers. You have no Baca, no Gasol. Aaron Baines hasn't been signed yet. Chris Boucher is a free agent. Ronnie Ellis Jefferson's a free agent. You're like, we, we can't start the season with nobody. And you, you want at least two centers. You need to just pay the money so you have no threat of him leaving. That's the reason that they paid him. So it's almost a right place, right time for Boucher. But with that being said, I think he deserves to get paid to an extent just by the promise that he's shown. But I agree with you wholeheartedly. If there are better, bigger fish in the sea, come next free agency next season you just won't pick up that team option you'll let him walk but maybe he'll really come out of and you know come out of his shell this season with extended minutes and he'll be a guy you'd want to pay seven million dollars anyways yeah no most definitely and i I see i think in those games that those stretches because remember how exciting that raptors team was during those stretches where everyone was injured and we were just 
taken out some of the top teams in the NBA, right? Boucher was a huge part of that, that Dallas Mavericks comeback. I think in those games, he earned, you know, an opportunity to get a contract like this, showed what he's got. So hopefully now with a full season of it, we'll see Boucher get, as you said, unleashed. But let us know what you guys think. Check out, you guys are the best to make this far. Check out the Instagram, the Twitter, and the new website, Riker. It's been a, usually I have my traditional outro, but we got to add the website to it. We're really excited to getting that off the ground. We're going to keep plugging in because we have articles written over there and, you know, there's no algorithm to sort of recommend it to everyone, but definitely check that out. Leave comments on the articles there. Let us, let us know what you think. Think of the website and all that. Riker, you have any last words on Chris Boucher? Trey Boucher. Bonjour. Good to have you back, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers.